All right. The Pugilist Podcast. Episode, uh, I think this is 12 now, officially. Dude, I don't even know. I just, I look each time because I forget. I think I went through and uh, most podcasts checked don't, the playlist. Yeah, podcasts don't last past seven episodes, so I'm super proud of us. Although I am trying something different because it's under the whole Hack Daniels Media banner. Yeah. So we're, we're putting them out on one feed, but yeah. You know. Do you think we should move to a separate? Uh, we will. Yeah. yeah, we we will eventually. Let's, uh, we're going to, you know, so here's the future, right? We're going to move to YouTube. We're going to do a few other things. We're going to keep expanding on what we're trying to do. And as we do that, then yeah, the pugilist will become sort of its own thing. But um, right now, I'm, you know, obviously I just want to test the waters and do, this is sort of a pre-launch, but we'll move all this content over. Yep. When we do. So I'm really proud of this, man. I really enjoy it. And uh, I can't wait to see where it goes and grow and just have a lot of fun with it. You know, I love it. I love doing it. Like I said, I can, you, you, you're like the only fucking person I can talk combat sports with. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, I can, you know, I can talk with people and I like to, but it always, um, tends to be like, I don't want to say like an educational thing. Like I, you know, I try to help people expand their minds into it, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just have fun with these. I just, I just fucking love mixed martial arts, dude. Mixed MMA to start, but other fighting sports I'm, I can get with, but MMA for sure. I think it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's a pure form of human to human combat, you know? Yeah, man. It's like the ultimate, you know, I mean, it's the ultimate proving ground from, for, for, from a physical perspective, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, right? there's, yeah, there's a reason why it was one of the first Olympic sports, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, back then when you're literally fucking putting your manhood on the line, you know, like in yeah. pancreas or whatever, you know, it's like you better be fucking skilled with that shit. Yeah, I wonder how badass like the guys back in the day were like, wait, you know, like during the Roman times. How tough do you think those fucking guys were? Had had have been insane. And I'm sure they were just violent as fuck, you know? Yeah. Like ripping eyeballs out. and. Well, yeah. I mean, dude, I just I, be- I million percent believe and that, that's why I love Krav Maga so much. I just a million percent believe in fucking violence of action. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you already know, if you already know that it's going down, don't ask questions. Don't run your yeah. mouth. Violence. Just, just go for the throat. Violence, dude. You know, <laughs> dude, when it comes down to it, it's fucking eat or be eaten. Right. Krav Maga teaches that. And that, that's a very, very much a, uh, it's an Israeli martial art. I, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but they seem to have, latched onto it and used it and it works for them you know you know you're talking about some of the most persecuted humans on the planet like they're they have to be violent that's just Mm -hmm. the role they've taken and i i very much appreciate that um even the women you know it doesn't it's not a gender thing it's not you know they're just that's how they live um i could think of a few others but i mean yeah dude i just um uh just violence dude violence can answer not all questions but some (laughs) Right. I mean, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, yeah, I don't know. You're a cop, dude. Like when you're on the edge, man, sometimes you're just, you're, you know, it's like, all right, this is going to get violent. Like, what do you do? Yeah. So fight it's, or flight. Yeah. It's just a pure, it's a pure thing, man. That's why I love, but I love the sport component of it too, you know, where, you know, dudes aren't like trying to kill each other, but yeah. Yeah. The martial arts aspect, right. You know, the, well, there's, the yeah, too. there's the, for sure. That's a big part. But I think part of being 
a sincere martial artist is understanding when and how to use it, you know, Mm -hmm. which, and if you're learning a martial art and they're not teaching you that, I I think they've already failed. It's probably not something you want to stick around in, you know, it's that, you know, I think of like the whole Cobra Kai scenario, right? Like use martial arts to defend yourself, but they're like the samurai, man. Mm-hmm. You know, there were a, a warrior class of people who recognized that they could use their skills to protect people rather than, you know, they could have easily taken over Japan or, you know, some of these other places. So, yeah. Dude, I've been on this ridiculous samurai kick within I'm, the last like two months. I've been really, I'm fascinated with the whole, I mean, we spent a lot of time there, me more than some others, but I'm sort of really fascinated with the whole Japanese culture, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the way they live their lives and the discipline and the humbleness that they carry themselves with is incredible. And then like, you get guys like the Yakuza. Well, I mean, there's always going to be a, you know, there's always going to be a 1%, right? I think mm-hmm. in, any, in any culture, I mean, people are always going to take advantage, but that's where the good-hearted warriors come in, man. We have a lot to talk about today, dude. There yeah, we were uh, three events this past weekend. We had uh, Bellator 257 on uh, Friday, April 16th. And then Saturday you had uh, a UFC card, a really good UFC event, and then a giant fucking shit show. That was the uh, trailer boxing bout between uh, Jake Paul and Ben Askren. Mm. You want to start with Bellator? Let's do it, dude. <laughs> Normally Bellator, like if you've got MMA on the weekends and you've got Bellator and UFC, you can almost guarantee that there's going to be some fuckery with Bellator event. But, you know, courtesy of the boxing event, any issues. Well, I think that that Bellator, I think that Bellator event from, I didn't catch all of it, but from what I noticed, it went off without a hitch. Um, Also of note was the one championship right so they're they're really starting to try to break into the american market i just would encourage i'm not we don't need to talk about it but i just encourage people to pay attention to that there's a loads of good fighters over there that you just don't know about even us you know guys like who nerd out on this stuff so um yeah bellator man so dude i noticed we talked last time we weren't sure if it was like the light heavyweight championship was on the line which i i think actually it was but it is also a grand prix so i'm still sort of confused on what the outcome of this is uh but i just got to restate i love the tournament scenarios i just think they're so, fucking cool so the headlining event for 257 was um vadim nemkov and phil davis and vadim nemkov is the current light heavyweight champion he was he defended his title that night wow that so title during, was up for grabs interesting so during a grand prix title so i wonder if nemkov say he wins does he get another belt a grand prix belt he may yeah Yep. That, yeah, so, I mean, very Pride-style, dude. Love that. Absolutely love that. Interesting, though, that the title is actually on the line as well. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think for Bellator, I think they just figured, you know, it had to be that way, right? You can't have a champion not defend his belt against a top-ranked light heavyweight. Yeah, well, I mean, unless, you know, unless all the fighters, you know, unless the title had been vacated and all the fighters were vying for that title. I think it makes yeah. sense. I think it totally makes sense. It's, it's kind of obscure, a little strange, but, um, you know, so far, I dig, I dig it, dude. I yeah, dig it. I think I think when promotions do that, they take a risk. They really do it because you're throwing your your guy, right? Like sort of to the wolves, and you know those aren't you know I'm not saying that they duck fighters or whatever, but they they try to make matches and make the fights make sense. How it's difficult in a tournament scenario to make sure that your light heavyweight champion is fighting the next guy in line. 
right? So th- that scenario doesn't jive in a Grand Prix. Yeah. So, I mean, in this case, maybe he started with Phil Davis, but, you know, you got Nemkov on the other side. I, uh, we haven't seen the finale of the other one, so you got Rumble coming up. Bader uh, demolished Machida, right? So he moves in. Anderson mm-hmm. just fucking smoked this young up-and-comer, the Turkmenistani, that yep. everyone was high on. And, and to be honest, like, he'd look good. I just think he was in deep-ass water going into a Grand Prix like this. Like, And I'm not a Corey Anderson fan, but he fucking looked good, dude. Yeah, he looked bulked up. Yeah, yeah, he looks he looks sharp. Um, what's interesting is Vadim, you know, the current champion, he's on the the toughest side of the bracket. You know, he had to fight Phil oh, Davis, yeah. who's a, who's a very tough so. fight, and now he has to fight the winner of Yoel Romero and Anthony Johnson. Which uh, have there's you seen? That? Chan- there's a good chance he gets his fucking head knocked off. Well, did you see that recent photo of Anthony Johnson? That he looks was amazing. Online? He looks, looks amazing. fucking phenomenal, man. You know, fucking I think insane. A, I don't I don't know. He's been out for a while, but. A guy like that, I think some time off. You know, he was in there fucking fighting Cormier and shit. That dude was fighting top-notch guys. You <laughs> he know? fought everyone at light heavyweight aside from John Jones, you know? I mean, yeah, and, dude. I think um, I think some time off probably is going to do that kid some wonders, man. Well, and at and one like, point, like, when he wasn't fighting, he bulked up. He was like, he looked oh, like massive. he was pushing 300 pounds. I bet he could have fought at heavyweight, no problem. Dude, oh, and yeah. I think he's he's fairly young, is he not? Rumble? Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, 37 oh he's aged quite a bit then yeah I don't remember what his last fight was probably what four years ago or something yeah in uh, April 2017 the rematch with uh, DC wow he's been out a while yeah Uh, dude he looks great you know um, I would look for fireworks in that but Nemkov didn't like overwhelm me I mean Phil Davis is a tough dude right yeah he's he's super unorthodox and he just he kind of a goofy fighter, um, but never. I mean, super dangerous, very capable. Um, has some big wins under his belt, but uh, I thought Vadim looked really fucking, really fucking good though. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I don't I don't follow Bellator enough. Where I I don't I'm not in on the hype on either side. You know, mm-hmm. like it was a pretty pure fight for me. Like I'm not I wasn't biased or invested in any way. Um, which is a really cool way to watch fights, but um, yeah, I was always I was worried about Vadim's conditioning because I had never seen him really go past you know like third round in a fight. So I was wondering in the fourth and fifth rounds was Phil going to be able to kind of take over and grind him out, you know, get him down. Yeah. But um, I don't think that he, happened though. No, not at all. He looked, uh, you know, going in the fifth round, he looked he looked good. Yeah, Davis is no slouch, man. The dude, dude's a. So I I don't know, dude. Obviously I want to see the last fight, Rumble and Romero. Yeah. I, I don't really care about I'd I, I'm all in on Rumble personally. Uh Yo Romero is not my favorite guy. I could really care less. I think he'll probably look a whole lot better at two oh five. But um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting fight. I think um, Corey Anderson probably puts Bader away too, personally. I could see Corey definitely beating Bader. The, I mean, he, Corey kind of looked like a world beater, and I know the guy he was fighting, you know, was kind of untested. Uh, yeah, but that as, pressure, that was like next-level pressure. Yeah. Know? I mean, he fucking, he just stomped that dude. So, Bader, Bader's been put away before, light yep. heavyweight and heavyweight. So, or well, I think he's been put away at, I don't know how many heavyweight Look, fights he's had, but. He's only had a few. He fought in the heavyweight Grand Prix, but aside from that, um, 
I don't think he's lost at heavyweight though. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe the I don't know, maybe the weight cut is an issue for him or something. I don't know. They're both wrestlers, so you got to figure that they'll they'll probably uh, execute that fight on the feet, much like uh, Rumble and Romero. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Romero's another guy for me. He's old as fuck. You know, he's well over forty, so kind of just like dude, but he's in insane shape. So that guy is yeah. fucking. That dude looks like a statue. The layoff for Rumble kind of worries me. Um, you know, I think his skills Bro, are going to be there. Five years, taking five, four years off. Yeah, yeah, that's a long fucking time. Yeah, and Yoel fought, you know, relatively recently. Um, so I mean, he fought last March. Um, yeah, Rumble like he got out of the water and he's going to dive right back into a shark tank, dude. After yeah, again, a massive layoff. So you know, against the guy who has some of the nastiest fucking highlights you'll ever, you know, yeah. you'll ever see. Yeah. Love Rumble. I don't know. I like but him. that final four, regardless of who wins between UL and, and Johnson, the final four of of that Bellator Light Heavyweight Tournament is really fucking good. Yeah, any way you any way you uh mix match that, you there's some serious potential for exciting fights in there, man. I don't care. And I think that there might be an argument to to make that Bellator's light heavyweight division is in fact better than the UFC's right now, even though I'm a huge young, would, you know, block. Yeah, fan. I would say I would say for sure it is. And you know what's crazy is the you know you go back to the Iceman days, dude. The light heavyweight division carried the UFC for a long time. Yeah, go all the way back to the tough, uh, tough one finale between Griffin and Bonner. I mean, that's really you can go back to that fight at light heavyweight, and you see that that's when mainstream UFC really took off. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, there were people tuning in for that fight like crazy, dude. So yeah, that's uh, it's almost a sad state of affairs for that division. Yeah. Especially even, if, with, even if John Jones was in the light heavyweight division, you see right now, I don't think it would matter. I don't think it changes anything. I still think it wouldn't be up to snuff. Yeah. I mean, you look at the top guys in Bellator and then you look at like, you know, the top, I mean, the top two guys in the UFC right now are Jan and, and Glover and, you know, and they're fighting for the title um, coming up pretty soon. I think in July, September, September 4th. Um, yeah. It was just announced, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to keep getting treated, man. That's gonna be a good fight. That's a low key good fight. Jan and Glover is an uh, is an excellent fight. I, I fully expect that one to um, to really deliver for the fans. Yeah. Where do you see the Bellator Grand Prix going? Um, I like Corey Anderson's chances against Bader. Um, I think in a perfect world, seeing the way Corey fought on Friday, I would I would really like to see. Um, and depending on how Anthony Johnson looks, I would like to see like Corey Anderson and rumble fight in the finale. That'd be good. Corey just looked really good. He looked like a completely different fighter than he was in the UFC. I don't know what the fuck he, what he's done, but he doesn't look like the guy who got starched by Jan in the UFC. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't know, new promotion, new team. Well, I don't know if he's on a new team, but I mean, new new surroundings, the whole deal, you know? Yeah. Could change it. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it changed Bader, right? I've, I mean, Bader had it wishy-washy success and then rolled into Bellator and started roasting dudes. Yeah. I mean, in the UFC, you know, Bader initially started out pretty well, but then he ran into John Jones and he got knocked up by Machida and yeah. Rumble beat the fuck out of him. Um you know, he lost all the high profile fights that, that he was really given. Um, he, right. then he comes to Bellator and just 
starts smashing everybody. It's, I don't know. It's crazy. I, I love it though. I, I, that's why I, you know, I think it's good for the sport to have other promotions. I, I don't like monopolies, uh, especially in full contact competitions, you know? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But there's always going to be a promotion that is cream. Dominates. Sure. Yeah. We're not going to, I don't know that we'll see pride UFC where they're almost co-equals. I don't know that we ever see that again, personally. <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. But you know, if Bellator keeps developing this light heavyweight division, and you know they keep bringing on guys, and you know, and there's a certain appeal to joining with Bellator because you're not subjected to the the to the restrictions with sponsorships and whatnot. You know, who knows? Yeah. And you know, I think those the are, UFC. Is, those are all really good points, but most fighters want to be in the UFC. Their ambition is to make it to the UFC. You know, so, yeah, yeah, um, and that's always going to hurt Bellator. I don't, yeah. I just, that's where I'm at. So if they can get guys early enough and take care of them, which it seems like that's what Bellator puts an emphasis on, then hold them, right? Mm-hmm. Then maybe they can build, but that takes a long time. Yes. Yeah. That's like GM of the, an NFL team type shit, you know? Like yeah. at this point, Dana White's put in so much work and that promotion is so high profile. Like, you know, guys are lining up at all the fucking doors to try to make it to the UFC, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. I'm with you, though. I, I don't like it when, you know, if the U, honestly, like, I think if it was just the UFC and I couldn't reach out and see some fights elsewhere, I'm, I'd probably get bored with it. Maybe not in 2021 because we're just, we're lined up to see some of the most incredible mixed martial arts fights ever. But, <clears throat> I mean, I'm with you. What else happened on that fucking car? Oh, shit, man. Uh, Paul Daly and Sabah Hamasi. Did you watch that fight? I actually missed that one. I need to go oh, back and man. watch it. Dude, fucking Paul Daly was out He's... on his feet in the first round. Was Sabah he? tagged him, like almost knocked him out. Like Paul Paul was almost gone. And, uh, you know, Daly, you know, he's a vet. He's fought fucking everybody. Um, yeah. He recovered and bounced back and and ended up uh, stopping. Um so by I think in the third round, I'm gonna have to go yeah, back. It was a, that. it was a, it was a really good fucking fight. Yeah, I stopped him in the second round. Mm. Yeah, I don't remember much of the the Bellator card. I don't remember how much I missed. I was coming yeah. back. No, what was I doing? Fuck, dude, I don't even know what I was doing on Friday. They only had four fights on the main card. They had the daily right. and uh, Hamasi started off, and then they had a um, a woman's flyweight fight. Uh, which I thought was pretty good, um, and then two light heavyweight That's um, right. tournament match. Dude, I gotta oh. say though, I dig that Bellator is like so accessible. Like Showtime, it's pretty easy to get. You know, yeah. if you want it, it's pretty easy to get. You don't even have to have cable. I'm sure you could just buy the app if you wanted to. You know? Yeah, no, and they're doing like a I don't know, like a 30 day free trial too. So, well, I don't know if they're even thinking or gonna do pay per views. I don't know. No, nah, I don't think so. You I know? doubt it. So, I mean, if you can buy Showtime for five bucks a month, you know, it's highly accessible, yeah. highly accessible. So smart on them, you know, and that's only going to further, you know, build their brand further. So I'd like to see them stay with the network for an extended period of time. I feel like Bellator's jumped around quite a bit, trying to kind of find, find their home, similar to what the USC did with, yeah. you know, Fox. And then now on the ESPN, um, but hopefully they stay on Showtime. I think it's a good fit, fit for them. And Strikeforce, I think was on Showtime too. Pretty sure they were, yeah. Yeah, I think they well, were. Well, Scott Coker, didn't he run Strike Force? Yeah, he did. And he's running Bellator now. So yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously he's got those relations. Which was like the best fucking move uh, for the the investors and the the board members of of Bellator getting getting Coker in there. Aside from you know, after Dana White, I mean, Coker's the man. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, uh, that 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 Grand Prix is going to carry Bellator for a while. I'm, I think some of their other divisions are a little stale, so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I mean, welterweight's good, you know, with Douglas Lima, um, you know, and then you've got the doubleweight uh, champ and, and Pitbull. Um, you know, no. he's kind of carrying uh, lightweight right. and, and featherweight. Um, Musasi's their fucking middleweight champ. I mean, they 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 have some f- top level dudes. Yeah, I think I wonder maybe that maybe if Bellator doesn't have their top level guys like fight is off or something. You know. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen Gegard fight in a while. Uh, his last fight was, uh, I think, against Douglas Lima. Lima moved up and lost a decision. Um, but I, COVID kind of fucked those guys over because I don't think they put on many events. Um, in yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Bellator had the had the shit figured out COVID yeah. wise, where yeah. the UFC probably threw loads of money at it. So, I mean, this is part of it. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Let's run through this card. I thought it was a good card, this UFC card. John Whitaker and Gastelum. Yeah, man. Yeah, that shit was night, on, uh, shit night for pickums for me, bro. Just to be just to be real. Saturday, April seventeenth at the UFC Apex main event, uh, middleweight bout, pretty much uh, determining the next, I guess, middleweight uh, title challenger. You got to figure. That's that's kind of the way it looked. Robert Whitaker, former champ, took on uh, Kelvin Gastelum, put on a. Uh, near perfect performance i i think you could probably uh say from bobby knuckles i would say when he goes to a decision he's not nearly as boring as some other guys who do i feel like he was patient and like willing to finish the fight the whole time though you know what i mean like some guys it looks like they're just coasting like i'm not sure that whitaker was coasting no, I think he he doesn't uh, strike me as the type of guy that likes to coast. You know, he likes yeah. to really put a statement, even if it goes the distance. Yeah, but he's. he's a, I mean, it. I mean, he's a smart fighter, which sometimes makes a fight boring. But he doesn't just he doesn't just go for it when it's not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think that made a lot of sense. I mean, I, but Gastelum looked good too, dude. Like, you know, I don't think it was. I don't think it was a terrible performance. I mean, Bobby Knuckles is fucking good. No, it was just, Whitaker was just like a couple steps ahead the entire fight. You know, yeah. Kelvin was there, but you know, Whitaker was just better everywhere. Um, his fucking combinations, man, were were so good. Yeah, no, for sure. That he, night. Was, he was crisp, man. Like, and Whitaker is a good dude. He's a good human. Like, yeah, he's a guy you can follow. You know, he's a guy you can really care about. So good for him. But yeah, Vittori's stepping stepping in there too. I've seen some back and forth on social media. He seems to think he's due. I'm not sure. I totally agree with that. Yeah, I mean, if if either way if you're looking at a rematch, me, either way you're looking at a rematch. So without Asanya, yeah, the yeah. current champion. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. I, I like I like uh, Whitaker's chances in a rematch without Asanya, though, considering how he looked on on Saturday. If anyone can adjust to Adesanya, I'd say Whitaker could. You know, I yeah. think he could. You know, um, Adesanya's really good though. He is kind of. He's he almost like a fucking. He's almost like the Matrix, man. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, and and maybe I'm you know discrediting Adesanya a little bit, considering 
how easily Jan beat him, you know, when they fought, but sure. granted that was one way class up and, uh, I don't know. I, uh, I just, I, I like Adesanya or I like, uh, I like Whitaker's chances in the rematch. Yeah. I just hope they announce it. Who yeah, would yeah. be the other way? Um, cause then it really at middleweight, I kind of thought that whole, that whole division was cleaned out, mm-hmm. but, but some of these rematches could be exciting. Yeah. So, you know, I think the UFC will do, I think they'll offer the fight to Whitaker and they'll set up the rematch without Asania, but then they'll have, they'll basically tell Vittori, you need to train like you're, you're going to fight because yeah. Whitaker has been injury prone in the past, you know, sure who knows what could happen. And well, there's COVID too. So these, a lot of these fights, COVID? no, I'm saying a lot of these fights have dropped because of it, you know, so they've yeah. had last minute fill in. So yeah, I think Vittori is definitely going to be a, a backup there. I think, I mean, I don't think Vittori is high profile enough. The rematch isn't quite like the Whitaker rematch, you know? I don't, I, I just, I don't know if the victory over Holland that he had, although I thought it was quite dominant, I don't know if it really did any. It, it, I don't think it really. Um, Let's be honest, man. Holland's an exciting fighter, but he's not really in the mix. No. You know, and, he, and he hasn't been. He wasn't prior to that. Yeah, he went on a good run and he's a super active fighter, but I mean, Fuck, dude, I don't even think the kid was ranked, you know, until recently. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know when he got ranked, but, you know, he's not he's not like a top-tier guy. No, but, we, you know, we've talked about that in the past. After he makes, you know, some adjustments, he could easily oh, be that guy. Oh, right? for sure, dude. He's going to be yeah. nasty, but the fucker needs to learn how to wrestle. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, but, you know, what? it seems weird to me that the number six guy, I think, which Vittori was going into the Holland fight, Defends his belt against the number ten guy, I think Holland was, and then is calling for a fucking um title def- shot. Yeah, a title shot. Like, really? That in what world does that make sense? I don't know, man. Vittori's on a fucking pretty solid win streak, though. He's beat some beat some very tough dudes. I mean, he, I, I, Vittori definitely has an argument for fighting for the title. Um, and if you look at the the fight that he had with Adesanya compared to the fight that Whitaker had with Adesanya. Adesanya beat the shit out of Whitaker, right? Mm, yeah. And and he and Vittori had a, a very competitive fight that went the distance. Um, but I think given the fact that Whitaker was a former champion, you probably have to lean towards him. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's sort of uh, made, like I was saying before, I thought the middleweight division had essentially been clear, cleared out, but... You know, I think it's made it relevant. Yeah, it's ex- it's an exciting division. Then you get, you know, you've got you still have guys like Gaslam, you have Darren Till, you've got Paulo Costa, uh, you've got Holland. Um, I guess maybe Jacare still might be in there. Um, you know, they got they've got a, a nice stable of uh, of fighters right now. Yeah, I like it. I like that division. Yeah, well, I mean, time will tell. I guess we'll see what they announce. Yeah. Violent Bob Ross, man, he grabbed a win. Wasn't very impressive. I did not split, split get to decision. see that fight. I didn't. Yeah. So that one got moved up when uh, Jakart. Oh, we'll talk about that here in a minute. But the co main event of this card got canceled because of a, oh, yeah. a shove at the fucking thing. Dude, yeah, how Luis fucked Pena, up is that? It was, I mean, I don't know, dude. Luis Pena, yeah, he grabbed a split decision. Um, I had him pick the win. He looked good, looked flowy. Um, Overall, not not an incredibly impressive 
fight though. Is he the he's weirdest a, looking fighter that you've ever seen? Why? Yeah, life? and he's like super streaky. The guy has the potential to fucking do some crazy things, and sometimes I feel like he just doesn't quite show up. You know so. who they should pit Violent Bob Ross against next? Isn't that one dude that I fucking really like, Jordan Levitt or Leave It, the <laughs> Monkey King? That might be a dude, good one, yeah. That, I can see that, some weird shit happening there. Dude, that would be a fucking weird fight, and it would yeah. be awesome. I thought you were going to say Yair. You know, remember that kid with the, the Mexican kid with the crazy kicks? I actually yeah, saw him fight. Rodriguez? Yeah, I saw him fight live. Isn't he a featherweight? That's entirely possible. What is, oh, yeah. Luis Pena is a lightweight, huh? Yeah, yeah. they fought. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rodriguez is a, uh, a featherweight. Okay. But who knows? Maybe that fight will happen. I don't know. Hmm. All right. Tracy Cortez, Justine Kish. Uh, that was a pretty competitive fight. No, again, split decision though. I was out with friends. Um, so I didn't get home until the new coming event between Orlovsky and Sherman. So I missed everything before that. Okay. So Abdul Razak Al Hassan, I thought, I kind of thought he would win, but this Jacob Malkoon kid, he, uh, he pieced him up pretty good from what I remember. And he, you know, wasn't maybe as exciting as they touted him, but you know, mm-hmm. Hassan is not a fucking he's he's no slouch so I, I think there was some statistic that came out that was like any fight that uh Razak Al-Hassan had that went into the second round he lost like he's a one round fighter it seems that's fair that he's a big he's a big fucking dude oh, too he's a giant middleweight yeah yeah so I don't know if he gassed out or what the old man Orlovsky man grabs a grabs a unanimous over uh Chase Sherman Arlovsky's chin showed up that night, huh? Because sure Sherman seems. hit him with some yeah. pretty good shots. No, they were trading. Not a not a crazy exciting fight, but pretty good. Dude, Arlovsky looked good. Arlovsky just seems to keep himself in the mix, man. It's the fucking strangest yeah. thing. I don't get it. He's uh, he's like the the Belarus zombie. You can't really, you know, can't really yeah. kill him. Fucking just crazy. keeps coming back. Uh, that was it's, yeah. Go ahead. That was uh, there's there's some statistic there's some record that Arlovsky set, I think that night. I can't remember what it was though. Mm. Fuck, never mind. Yeah, so I missed most of the. Actually, I, I got I was out at a golf tournament with my daughter. She was playing, and I got back in time to see uh, Juan Espino lose to Romanov. That Romanov guy looked pretty good. Yeah. Oh, you know, the undercard we have to talk about briefly is uh, Gerald Mearshart. Okay, so I have to talk about him because he's from Wisconsin and I have loyalty to sure my fellow cheeseheads. Okay, but Andy won. Andy won and very impressively um, against a really, really tough dude. Everybody after that Ham- Hamzat fight where Mearshart got KO'd in like 14 seconds, people were just like, he's a fucking total bum, you know? But when you look at Mearshart's record, he's only lost to like the cream of the crop, really. Like the ve- like really, really good fighters. Like he, maybe right now you could consider him, I don't know, somewhat of a gatekeeper, but I wouldn't even put him in that category. Like I think Mearshart has all of the skills, especially in the grappling department, to really fuck a lot of middleweights up. Yeah. I really, really like him. So where does Hamzat fit into all this? Isn't he a welterweight? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't even. Or is he sort of? I think he's showing the potential to fight at both. 
he's a he's an anyweight fighter i think you, you could probably offer him a fucking heavyweight bout and he'd take it well i saw he was uh he was talking some stuff on social media he said he's gonna come in and fucking smash people he's gonna try to kill everybody he's been saying that since he started fighting in the ufc well yeah and he and to that point he had been doing it and then he got covid so and i apparently it fucked him up I, I wonder if he's gonna have any lasting effects. You know, I mean, wouldn't that be crazy if he comes well, back so, and just so he had starts getting his ass whooped? Yeah, so he had lingering effects. Yeah, and that's why he hasn't fought recently. He even said he was done. Like, you know, he had lingering effects of COVID. Tried to train and then fucked himself up. So we'll see, man. But he's in the mix somewhere. He he creates quite the interesting little dark horse scenario for us. So I'd be excited to see what happens with him. I mean, I, I think I think there's a he could make for a lot of really great fights. Yeah, pretty much at either 170 or or 185. Yeah, he's sort of an interesting little floater. Yeah. So I don't. Oh man, we'll see. It'll be it'll be fun to watch. So I kind of moved on here. I'm looking at uh, UFC 261 here. The early prelims, nothing terribly uh, impressive. Listen, man. We've got to talk about the trailer boxing event. Oh, wait, hold on. We missed the Jakar Close, Jeremy Stevens thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shove didn't look that bad. No, I mean, I guess it seemed pretty typical of a stare down shove, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect the UFC's like medical team to like put their fucking reputation on the line, though, right? Because it was the UFC medical team, I think, at the UPI that. Um, like said, no, you, you're you're fucked. Like, well, I think he went to the hospital. I think Jakar did go. Well, on their advice, though. Oh, you know, yeah. Apparently, uh, Stevens has uh, very uh, strong pushing skills. Um, well, whip, he can't... I guess whiplash is kind of one of those weird things, but still. Didn't he give him a concu- Didn't he get a concussion? Wasn't that like a vision? Really dude. Con- yeah, dude, that's so strange. Didn't look that well, bad to me. Way to fucking spoil the coming event, though, Stevens, you fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of annoying. I mean, if that was a fight I think everybody was really, really looking forward to. And Stevens just, uh, he's a fucking hothead. So he, uh, you know, Dracar got into his face. And Stevens is the type of guy that, uh, you know, you don't do that to. So he, he shoved him and injured uh Drakkar. it's a it's a bummer i wonder if stevens is going to get any type of penalty for that or if the ufc is going to uh, take any type of precautions to ensure that shit like that doesn't happen again because that you know just because this is the first time doesn't mean it's going to be the last either you know well yeah dude i mean the it's it's a business for the ufc right they got to protect their investments yeah i mean like you can't have guys fucking doing dumb shit you know or like yeah. the whole the whole incident with uh if you go back to like McGregor when he threw the fucking chair through the bus and like fucked the dude's eye up and shit, like, yeah, and have that shit going on. No, you know? no, but I haven't heard anything from the UFC about you know penalizing uh, Stevens in any way. Well, I don't know if I don't. I think the UFC probably has to wait until the commission does anything. You know, yeah. So I there suppose. are there are some weird little um, isms there that you know you sort of can't just go out and do. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I, I guarantee the UFC is going to be like moving forward. Like, if you fucking put hands on somebody at the fucking weigh-ins, um, 
you're going to get docked pay or some shit like that. Or if you lose, you get fucking cut. I mean, that's a little dramatic. It probably won't happen, but uh, you, I can't, think you, can't be, they, you can't be doing that. Yeah. Unless they like actually threw hands, like legit threw hands. I don't think they would just be cutting people. Personally, yeah. But, um, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, and, and there's, you know, it's, it's a fucking stare down. Like it's not the fucking fight. Like, it's a stare down. People like to see it. You know, they like to see the attention. They like to see the hype. Uh, Steven's just calm the fuck down, man. Say yeah, the fucking well, dude, for sure. If someone like me, like I invest a lot in the stare downs. Yeah. Especially in the big main events. Like, um, Jose Aldo, you know, like he, he's really weird when he does stare downs and stuff. Sometimes he won't even look at people. Like to me, that matters. That says a lot. You know, mm-hmm. if you look at like Ioana, how she used to fucking like duck down and then get right up in people's faces. Yeah. I shit you not. If you go back and you look when she stopped doing that, she started losing, you know, I mean, so, you know, you can't overinvest in it, but it's something to watch. Yeah. Plus, and it's plus, just, it, it builds the excitement, you know, it gets you, it gets you as a fan and, you know, more eager to tune yeah, into the fight, sure. you know, when you have a good fucking stare down. And also, also, if you know, any, if, if these are fighters that you really watch and you care about, you'll, you'll see the difference in their bodies, you know? Yeah. If you look at a McGregor at 145, dude, he was always, it's a, it's insane to me that he's ever really been able to perform at 145 because he looked emaciated every time he made weight. Yeah. Where like a Holloway, he doesn't really look bad at 145. He doesn't look bad at all. You know, some of these guys cut extreme weight to get to where they get. So that's kind of a precursor for me. Um, yeah. Or like a Holly Holm at Bantamweight. She looks great. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure she cuts weight, but she she looks phenomenal. You know, you can tell when she steps on the scale that she's not like a fucking grapefruit, you know, or like a, what are those things? Uh, a fucking prune, you know? where they're just all dried out nothing in them and they just look emaciated you know yeah so for me it says a lot but and then how they look at each other i think matters but you know when they fucking go putting hands on each other man it's kind of stupid yeah you know i don't know i can i can see like a maybe a little bit of a show i mean steven yeah that was a that was a pretty hard push right but I, I, nobody expected in a million years that that was actually gonna result in an injury though right oh dude i was shocked i was absolutely yeah. shocked I mean, it seems like a free occurrence. Somebody was talking about that. Um, I don't know where I read this, maybe somewhere online, but uh, that maybe the weight cut also contributed to the injury. I his body was I, so. Yeah, for sure. I feel like there was more to it than that, bro. Million percent feel like there was more to it than than just the shit. I don't know, but we were robbed of a fucking good fight. I was really looking forward to it. was going to be a great fight. It. Yeah. It was going to be a great fight. Now, now I wonder, are they going to run it back? You know? Oh, yeah! Fucking have that f- headline uh, like a fight night card on ESPN. That's I mean, it's a good idea. Certainly, catch a lot of eyeballs. It's dramatic. I mean, who doesn't? You know, we're fight fans. We like the drama. I mean, as yeah. much as we like to say that we don't, we do. Um, we're yeah, invested. I think you. Yeah, for sure, you feed off a little bit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, well, well, time will tell on that one. Definitely a freak thing, but I think you're right. I think there's some underlying issues. I think the weight cuts and all those things definitely played into it personally. I just, yeah, do. I just do. Um, th- there's a lot going on at those ceremonial weigh-ins and stuff. You know, they're well, the yeah, fighters, I mean, these guys the fighters have... aren't aren't even close to what they they will be on fight night after yeah. that. I mean, for the casual guy or gal who watches the fights, I don't know that they are, they really understand what these dudes do to their bodies. Literally the day before, you know, or in some cases weeks leading into the fight, and then the mm-hmm. day before they're at their absolute worst. So. Um, 
Yeah, man. That's why I, I'm a huge advocate of seeing guys fight closer to their weight. Um, but because of that, you won't see guys go on crazy runs. You know, you just wouldn't. That when you when you fight closer to your natural weight, the um, your power and your sort of you, you're just way more evenly matched. You know, mm-hmm. you star. You just yeah. Are, oh, so. I see what you're saying. It closes the gap. I think. Sure. Like Conor McGregor at 145, if he could have kept making it, I think would have fucking Cleaned retired the retired the whole fucking division personally. You know. And then he, you know, he started dabbling in the other weights, but you're just saying that because you're a fucking Connor fanboy. No, nah, I, I think he, I think he would have. I really do. I mean, he did look pretty unbeatable, with the exception yeah. of. Uh, but we don't know because he didn't. He he also didn't, you know, go through the rematches or you know any yeah. of that stuff. So he won the belt and then what? Never. I don't think he ever ever even defended that. No, after that he he went up and uh, fought Eddie for the lightweight. He title. looked great. He did. He looked great in that fight, dude. Don't yeah. Lie. You know he did. No, he did. He's in all of his victories. He's looked great. In his in his losses, he's looked pretty, pretty uh, elementary. Personally, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Diaz loss, you know, was that one seventy. You can kind of give him a break on that because he moved up. You know, kind of short notice classes. Too. Yeah, it was short notice. Uh, but Dustin Poirier just outclassed him that that night. For sure. Yeah. No. For sure. He totally took advantage of the way he stands, and yeah, there was a. Uh, far better tactical approach uh to Dustin's fight that night. So yeah. Yeah. With it. All right, man. This fucking boxing shit is out of control, <laughs> if you ask me. Did you you didn't watch it, did you? I did watch it. Um my buddy streamed it from his phone next to while I was watching the UFC. Oh, okay. All ten seconds of it or whatever it was. It was Yeah. One minute and fifty nine seconds. So for, ever, for 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 those who don't know, uh, this past Saturday there was a boxing event. It was it was called the Triller Fight Club. The main event was headlined by uh, Jake Paul, who's a you know everybody knows who Jake Paul is, a YouTuber, kind of a loudmouth. Used to be on I don't know fucking Disney Channel or some stupid ass kid show. Uh, huge huge following on YouTube. Does a lot of like prank videos and shit like that. Um, who has recently. Uh, devoted himself to to becoming a professional boxer so he fought ben askren ben askren is a retired mma fighter and olympic wrestler who has i mean i i i almost feel like that i could beat ben askren in a boxing match really yeah i feel like i could so some of the highlights are the footage or the you know you know you got to be careful the social media stuff is a fucking smoke screen he looked good he was cracking pads hard he looked good, um, but I think it was all smoke and mirrors, and I think it was just about a payday. I'm not yeah. saying the fight was rigged in any way. I'm just saying he got paid nearly 500 grand for that. Well, I think I think something came out that he's making over a million dollars for that for well, the fight. Yeah, well, they're saying they're saying that fight was probably one of the most pirated fights next to McGregor Mayweather. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but I'm sure with the pay per view buys and all that stuff, yeah. He's, of course, he's going to take that fight. You know? Yeah, I mean, you'd be stupid. I'd fucking fight Jake Paul for five hundred thousand. You know what I didn't know though is fucking Askren's a you know a couple months or year you know a few weeks or some off a fucking hip replacement, dude. I yeah, didn't he had, know he that had, shit. He had a major hip surgery. I don't so, know how the I didn't know that though. I don't know if he hid that or I just didn't look hard enough because I don't care. But wow, 
if you grew up watching pride fighting championships, you, you understood the, the concept of a freak show matchup. And this was boxing's equivalent of that. Um, this was a freak show fight between, you know, a rising, I don't know, loudmouth wannabe boxer and, uh, a retired MMA fighter. It's not, this is not good for boxing. No, it's horrible. Sideshow fights. Yeah. Um, cause some some real dude's gonna go in there and fucking clean that kid out, you know. Well, I mean, you look at Jake Paul's professional boxing record; he's three and zero right now, um, but he hasn't fought a boxer yet. Yeah, hasn't fought a real boxer. Let me just say this though: he does train. He yes. he makes a serious investment in training. Like he legitimately trains. Yeah. Now you can question his camp and all these people. He's probably surrounded by loads of yes men. I mean, the kid's a fucking multimillionaire. He was before he ever started fighting. So there's something to be said there. He doesn't have to fight. He does fight, right? But um, and he takes it seriously. But to think he's gonna achieve anything insane, I mean, I don't know, man. Well, and you're right. He hasn't fought a real boxer yet. That's that's my biggest issue. Listen, I'll give Jake Paul all the credit in the world for putting the hours in the gym and and learning learning the art and and coming out fighting like a boxer like you you can't deny that i mean he jake paul looked good he looked in shape he looks like he's taking the training seriously but at the end of the day if you want to be a boxer you need to fucking fight boxers and if you're not doing that you're a fucking joke yeah no he yeah i mean and what's crazy to me though is he's gonna make a shitload of money while people Mm -hmm. are laughing you know yeah so um yeah it's unfortunate but what's annoying though is how many guys are sort of playing it up. You're playing into it. You know, they're placating the whole thing and it's driving me kind of crazy. Like, well, I mean, there's there's really not a, there's not a real MMA fighter on the world that even needs to bother with that. Like, no, but when you're seeing giant fucking paydays like that, you're going to get a lot of people biting, right? Well, of course, dude. But I mean, so here, you know, the thing is like boxers always call MMA guys to the ring. Very few boxers go to the MMA side. Mm Mm-hmm. Like James Tony, I think was probably well. Tech, you know, James Tony was probably the first, but the only serious one is actually Holly Holm. Yeah, Holly. Yeah, but I. Yeah. She's a she's a boxing champion, a kickboxing champion, and crossed over and became a world MMA champion yep. in the UFC. She was doing it before anybody was. James Tony yeah. fought Couture. You know, he was a pure boxer. Uh, I mean, he but got nobody, ankle picked and choked out quick. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, that was a joke of a fight. Boxers, but, I mean, Ray, boxers can't cross. MMA Ray Mercer can't. Ray Mercer came over and he had an exhibition bout with Kimbo Slice and lost that one. But that he fought one professional fight, I think, against former UFC champion Tim Sylvia, and he knocked fucking Tim Sylvia out cold. Mm, that's right. Yeah, you're right, man. You got a depth of knowledge, dude. You you go way into the database sometimes. I watch a lot of fights. I know. I would have uh, forgot. I just forgot about that. I probably it, watched it, it but. Yeah, I mean, you, you the, and the knockout between Ray Mercer and Tim so it was just so insane. Uh, because like I think before the fight, like they tried to make a gentleman's agreement that that like Ray Mercer or that Tim Sylvia wasn't going to kickbox and they were going to just stand up and strike. And one of the first strikes that Tim threw was a was a, like an inside leg kick, and Ray Mercer kind of like looked at him like, "Oh, we're doing this, bitch! You're gonna, you're going to yeah. kick me!" And then he just threw like a fucking overhand and just sent Tim tumbling like a like a tree. But we're <laughs> we're getting off base. Yeah going back to to jake paul and ben Askren, so jake paul ends up knocking ben Askren out which was kind of shocking for mma fans i think you know i mean maybe they expected it but i 
certainly they didn't think it was going to happen that quick. I thought Askren would have acquitted himself far better than that. I mean, you look at some of the fights Askren's had, you know, Robbie Lawler fucking hit him with a shit ton of strikes and Askren came back and, you know, technically won the fight, even though there was controversy surrounding it. Um, you know, Jake Paul fucking threw like one overhand right and just pretty much made Ben face plant on the ground. And Ben says that he was fine, that he was able to get up, but then the ref stopped the fight. But I don't know. I thought that that was a good stoppage. Um, he looked, I thought out, ben he looked, looked yeah. he looked gone. He looked gone. Yeah. Let's be honest. He looked, he looked about as confused as he did as he was walking out of the octagon after Jorge Masvidal knocked him out. Like he yeah, didn't look no, for all sure. there. No, you know, one thing I would say about Ben Askren though, is he admitted as much. Mm-hmm. And he said like, literally these are the two most embarrassing things that could have ever possibly happened to me. Yeah, no, he's, but he's, he's going to he, take that embarrassment right to the bank. So let's yeah. be honest, you know, let's just yeah. call this what it was. I don't know. It was just, it was a dirty event. I felt, um, I felt ashamed that I watched it. Like the commentary was ridiculous. You had Snoop Dogg and Pete Davidson sitting behind the, the mic, rolling blunts while dropping N bombs. Um, you had a, a bunch of fucking musicians performing. I, you know, there's just yeah, so fucking Bieber was there. And so I didn't watch any of that bullshit. Dude, I just watched a- that literally just watched that fight. And then, but I did see like Oscar de la Hoya, talk some shit about Frank Mir apparently and Frank Mir was like yeah I hope he gets like addiction help apparently Oscar De La Hoya was over there with Snoop like high as fuck or doing something yeah. you know well, I, know. I think Oscar's I always how... had a coke uh, a coke Has he? issue yeah. yeah yeah I mean dude there's fucking pictures circulating Oscar De La Hoya years ago of him fucking all coked up wearing women's lingerie <laughs> like that dude likes to get down he likes to party I didn't know that yeah Oscar's a weird dude um Good boxer. Speaking of Frank Mir, like Frank Mir represented himself very well. I don't know if you saw that fight. I, I watched that fight. that fight. I'm going to have to go back and watch that though. Frank Mir fought a guy named Steve Cunningham. Who's, you know, in his forties, um, you know, quite a few losses in boxing, but nevertheless, a you know, like a, a legit boxer. And, uh, although Frank Mir lost a decision, Frank Mir, former UFC heavyweight champion, uh, you know, Frank came in, fought a good fight it was i thought i thought frank looked really fucking good if frank was like 10 years younger yeah i'd say he could have probably made a a decent run in professional boxing mm. i don't disagree I, with it, that he's highly trained in every aspect yeah that's, he's, he that's was, the thing that's why i'm always going to be in the corner of the mma guys yeah always you know this was just it was, this was a shameful event. I, I feel bad that I watched it. Well, I mean, I just think that's the state of boxing, personally. Well, and then yeah, coupled with all the the nonsense that people like Jake Paul bring with them, yeah, just right. naturally, you know. Yeah. Um, I saw that uh, Jake Paul and, and Tyron Woodley were kind of jawjacking each other a little bit, and uh, that's a fight we might actually see. Yeah, and, and Jake Paul went on Twitter. And basically challenged, he he basically said, "Me and one of my guys will fight Tyron in DC." And uh, I responded and I said, "You'll die and you'll die quick." And uh, I got I got fucking banned on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Love that dude. So in my heyday, in the Hack Daniels Media heyday, <laughs> I've been, it's, I, I've I've acquired quite a few of the Facebook gel ribbons, if you will. The yeah. campaign ribbons. Um, I've never, I shut Twitter down because it was pretty toxic. It's, it's just a straight dumpster fire. Uh, although Twitter is really good for sports. So I'm probably going to have to find my way back to that. But um, I laughed way too hard when you messaged me that. 
I, you know, I, I was actually kind of relieved after it happened because I was like, it's good. Like I have to take a break from Twitter now, you know, like you banned me from the platform. Like I could still go on there, but I couldn't like, like anything. I couldn't pretty couldn't sure Twitter is how we reconnected. Isn't it? I believe uh, a couple years ago when I was, when I first moved to Utah, you were like, I knew I'd find you fuckers on one of these things. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. Look at that. Wild reunited, yeah. reunited via social media. Uh, but I'm, I'm effectively back up on Twitter and I was a 12 hour ban, but it was, it was kind of therapeutic I'd on say. your personal account or the pugilist account. No, on my, my personal account. You weren't wrong though. That's what I think is hilarious. Well, and, and what I was saying, like it, they look at that and they say, you'll die and you'll die quick. Like, did they totally miss like the contextual part of it? Like I, think they I wasn't do. saying like, you're going to literally get murdered. I'm saying you'll fucking lose the fight. You know, there is. Yeah, that's the problem is like with the fact checkers and, you know, we're again, getting a little tangent here, but with the fact checkers and all that shit, man, there is no context. They make the context. I wonder, I wonder if somebody like had to like report me if they saw that and reported me or if it was just like, sometimes you type in die, and, you just get flagged. So that's possible. But in, in my experience, that's oftentimes how that goes. Um, well, I stand by what I said. You're Yeah, you're not wrong and you should stand by what you said. But yeah, on those platforms, man, like you know, free speech and all that stuff doesn't matter. So no. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I didn't, I didn't argue it. Um, but moving forward for Jake Paul, listen, man, if you want people to, to give you credit, fucking fight guys with legit standup skills, yep. you know, that's right. it. That's all you have to do. You got all the money in the world. You can fucking train with the best guys in the world. Oof. Uh, dude, I forgot to mention Mark Davis. Tell me about him. Absolute, Talk. absolute warrior in boxing and MMA. I'm just saying he crossed over. Remember, I mentioned Holly Holm. Mark oh Davis yeah, the, the over Irish hand grenade. Yeah, and he did great. So I just feel yeah. like I need to throw that back out there. I love that guy. Yeah, he. Uh, where did I fucking met him? Um, did he come to Japan? I well, if he did, oh. it was you and I met um, the dude who stomped Frank Mir's face. Yeah, we met West Sims. Sims and yeah. Mark Ham, Mark Colm Hammer. Yeah. yeah. And it was supposed to be, uh, what was Randleman? Randleman, but I don't know what happened with him. Randleman got injured or something like that. So West had to take a spot. And he didn't come. Well, I, and then Randleman, I think, died a couple years later, didn't he? He died in 2016, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Dude, so, do you remember that fight few, we saw? Yeah, it was awesome. Dude, dude West Sims was, just, was like, Six cool. feet, 10 inches tall, fought a little Japanese dude who was like yeah. five, eight or something like that and triangle choked him in like a minute. Yeah. It was fucking so stupid. <laughs> just kind of, I mean, it was like, we we're in some weird Okinawan fucking auditorium, like a, a yeah. Marine, a Marine was fighting, you know, that and he got fucking we, knocked out with a head kick. Yeah. That we didn't necessarily know, but like we kind of met, it was just, it's just good, crazy fun in okinawa random yeah you know yeah how rando was all that it was it was all very sudden i don't even did we even fucking like pay to get in there or what or was it like a free I event I, uh no i bought the tickets off the marine oh okay um because that's how you know obviously when you're a young fighter that's how you make money yeah. dude he but his name was german reyes i still remember yeah. it and he yep. fought uh a kid who won a ufc belt he won uh the ufc 22 tournament i believe yeah yeah, so, I mean it's not like any, and that guy fought in Pride. Yeah, no, he, he didn't fight Alexander Atsuka in a Pride fight once. Uh, he had a couple Pride fights. I mean, yeah, he fought. He fought like a, a recognizable real, name. Yeah, yeah, he fought a real dude. 
Like it was pretty. Um, and he almost pretty, knocked him out in the first round. He did, and yeah. then 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 he got fucking kicked. You remember? Remember he got soccer kicked before he got knocked out. Remember the it was an illegal. They weren't fighting under pride rules, and he got soccer kicked on the ground. Oh, I don't remember. They stopped that. it. For, yeah, they stopped it for a second. So I don't remember that. Yeah, good times, good memories. I'm kind of on to 261 here, though. It's got my attention. All right, yeah. The main card does, anyways. Yeah, let's let's talk to honestly, talk dude. To like UFC. early prelims, nothing really popping there. Uh, there's a couple Japan or a couple Chinese fighters that are. Um, we're talking about UFC 261, which is Usman versus Masvidal, which takes place uh, this Saturday. April twenty fourth. Yeah. It's a pay per view event. Um, so not Na, Na Liang, uh, woman strawweight. She's uh, she's making her UFC debut. She's pretty young, like 26, 14 and four record. Um, fought predominantly, right. I think, in in China. Yeah. They don't even have a picture of her. No. And then uh, um, a Chinese flyweight, uh, a male, and a Keelang Aori. He's making his uh, UFC debut, and this dude's on a pretty solid fucking run in. Uh, in China, um, huh. so I'm I'm eager to see how how they do because the Chinese fighters have really kind of they've got themselves be known yeah, right? sort of come out of nowhere, man. Yeah, yeah. The next fight that stands out to me though, there's a few on the uh, prelims that I don't really recognize, but um, Alex Oliveira, Randy Brown. Alex Oliveira is probably the biggest name on the early prelims or prelims. Um, I don't know where that fight will go, and I'm not seeing any odds, but. That's a that's a good fight. Randy Brown, tough dude. Uh some pretty bad losses in the UFC. Nico Price um mm. knocked him out violently. Uh it, that's a fight. I, I pretty much I'll be very surprised if uh Alex Oliveira loses that that mm. one. He's yeah. He's a tough dude. Oh he's a, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he's very the, exciting. He's the other cowboy. He's a Brazilian yep. cowboy, right? Yeah. Dude, this main card though is fucking out of this world stacked three title fights but the two befo- the two fights before that are fucking really good you got anthony smith jim crute that's a light heavyweight bout smith was so, he you know he rose right to the top you know yeah i mean, I mean he's he, he, anthony smith fought for the title technically probably could have uh, been the ufc light heavyweight champion if he would have uh, not continued after John Jones uh, landed that illegal shot on him. Like if he would have said, I can't continue, they would have uh, DQ'd uh, John Jones. Anthony yeah. Smith would have uh, followed <laughs> based on this, El Germain. Yeah. Based on this recent run, that's sort of the way of it now, huh? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. I like Smith in that fight though. Personally, Jimmy Crute's super young though. Uh, up and coming Australian dude. Um, I just like Smith. The, I lo- Smith's got a crazy family story, man. I just think he. I think he goes on one more run. But tell me about so. Crew. Yeah, tell me about Crew. Uh, he's had four or five fights in the UFC. He's lost one. Uh, the the guy who beat him was Misha Serkinov, which is not a big deal because Misha's a you know that dude's good. Yeah, Misha's Misha's a good fighter. Yeah. Um, uh, this dude, Jimmy Crute, uh, a lot of finishing skills. Um, he's a black belt in jujitsu. Uh, has has a uh, who's this trainer? Sam Greco, I think. Okay. Yeah, I like. Where'd you say he's out of? Out of, out of Australia? New South Wales, Australia. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude. The, the MMA scene down there is a very well-rounded one. Mm-hmm. You know, they may not be great at any one thing, but they seem to. You know, look at Knuckles. You know, I mean, these guys just seem to be really good at all of it. So, um, 
Yeah. I don't well, know. Dude, I just I feel like Smith might go on one more little tear here, is all. Yeah, he wrong. might. He he's taken some pretty some pretty solid beatings in his day, though. The Glover mm-hmm. Textera one, I, I feel like took a lot out of him. Um that was a pretty bad loss. Um, you know, mm-hmm. but he came back, you know, he's on a he's on a one fight win streak right now. He beat Devin Clark, um, submitted him last yeah. October, November. Um and he looked he looked good in that fight. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's an interesting dude. I I don't know though. I I feel like this one's kind of made for for Jimmy Crew to kind of be his coming out party. Uh I mean, I can see the uh logic behind that matchup, sure. I mean, Crew's 13. Smith at this point is number 6. So yeah, that's that's a fair assessment there, bud. Uh, yeah. You know. I don't know, man. I I like uh I'm guessing the odds aren't out yet, but I'm guessing Smith may actually be an underdog in this. It's possible. Um, they don't have I, the betting odds off for UFC. No, nah, I'm just I'm looking on the actual. Uh, I'm not looking at ESPN or anything like that. I'm looking just at the card. Oh, they just haven't posted it yet on UFC.com. Um, UFC probably waits until some of those lines get closer to the. So there. Anthony Smith, according to OddsShark.com, Anthony Smith is a is a plus one sixty, and Jimmy Cruz a minus two hundred. Oh, I got I hit it. Yeah. Interesting. I like Smith as the under. I I love Smith as an underdog though. I, th- I, I think that's, that's probably actually, a. That's a fair assessment of the fight. Yeah, I I probably lean towards Jimmy Crute, but uh, I think if you're a betting person, you might maybe want to throw some money on Anthony because like when he shows up. When he shows up, know, he's nasty. He's hard to deal yeah, with. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's probably you know there's probably some underlying mental stuff there for him, but, um, you know that he I don't know, maybe he doesn't talk about but. Anthony has just had some really amazing performances, some really amazing finishes. Like he's, he's knocked out and stopped like a shit ton of like legendary dudes. He's knocked out Rashad Evans, knocked out uh Shogun. He's choked out Volkan. He's choked out Gustafsson. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he beat a fuck ton of guys. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy Crute, you know, the, the first, I guess, big test he had in Misha Serkinov, you know, he lost that one. So, I don't know if you're a betting person, probably put some money on Anthony. Yeah, that's where I'm at with it. You're right, Hall, Chris Weidman, bud. That's a good fucking middleweight fight, man. Yeah, it's a great fight, and they're way closer ranked than I would have expected. You got Hall at nine and Weidman at 11, man. He really fell down. Obviously, he hasn't, you know, uh, he won the title, but after that, he sort of fell off. But yeah, man, Weidman's this is a really, inter- really interesting fight because Hall is sort of one of those wishy washy guys. Sometimes he shows up, sometimes he doesn't. Um, but he's super exciting to watch. He's crazy talented. Yeah, so, when when he when he fucking shows up, um, yeah. the dude they're both minus one ten. Fifty fifty, huh? Yeah, like it. If I I'd I'd probably bet on Weidman. I don't know, dude. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough. One. I I'd, I lean towards Weidman based off of, based off skill set alone. Yeah. Um, Weidman's wrestling credentials, but. Hall's pretty dynamic, man. And yeah, Weidman, man. Weidman's been put away. I think he, you know, I don't know. Man, Weidman I think, does not want to engage in a stand-up affair no. with Uriah Hall. He will get destroyed. No. Yeah. I got. I like Hall on that. I think it's way fair assessment, though, to go 50-50 on that one. But I like Hall. Yeah, I probably lean towards Hall, too. And I'm a, I'm a big Chris Weidman fan, too. So that kind I love of Weidman. Me to say. I, think, I yeah. think Weidman's great. Um. All right, man. And then you're, boom, right into... Three championship fights. 
First title fight of the night is going to be a women's flyweight tight reigning and defending champion. Valentina Shevchenko is fighting a very tough, very angry uh, Brazilian powerhouse named Jessica Andrade. If you haven't seen either one of these ladies fight, um, they are, they are killers. Yeah, this is a treat. Andrade looks great at 125, but I think Valentina just puts her away. Uh, according to Odd Shark, Valentina's minus 400. Jessica Andrade is a plus 300. That's interesting. I thought it would be a bigger gap than that. Think so? Really? Yeah, I think Andrade definitely has the potential to be a pretty dangerous opponent for Shevchenko, but at 125, she's she's Queen B, man. Yeah, you know, I, I don't really great, see too many it's people. It's just a pretty incredible. It's just like a perfect weight class for her. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You think Valentina wins that one? I do. I, I really do. I like Andrade. I love the way she fights. Um, you know, sort of lucky when she won the um, flyweight belt, right? Is it flyweight at 115? Yeah. No, uh, she won strawweight. Know, she won the strawweight. strawweight. I'm sorry. Straw, strawweight. Um you know, slam knockout, kind of rare. Um, yeah, she looks fucking good in her flyweight debut, yeah. though. Yeah, no, she looks great, dude. She's a hell of a fighter, but Shevchenko's next level, man. Yeah. Especially, as, I mean, at the same at the same time, though, if Andrade can take her down, you know, there could be a little dynamic there that she could definitely test. Andrade could definitely test Shevchenko on the floor. On, the, on their feet, I don't think there's many women that can hang with Valentina. I think Valentina, really she's good. just, her technique is just too good. She, she's, she's like pure, a, a master at distance, yeah. you know, like if you don't she, like to, if you don't like to watch pure fighting for the technique that it is, Shevchenko might not excite you. She's just such a clean, pure fighter, you know, like on her, especially she, on her feet. She does like everything perfect on the, on the feet. Have we, I, yeah. I, have we even really seen her like tested on the ground though? I really don't think so. If she has been, it's not been an, enough to really call it a test you know I, yeah. I would imagine there's probably a couple little submission wins sprinkled in there um just opportunistic type stuff but it's i don't think it's ever part of the game plan uh she she's a tiger Muay Thai fighter she's just incredible on her feet well and the fight she's lost in the ufc she's, she's dropped two fights to amanda nunez um and those were th- from, from my memory um they went they the were they're stand up yeah, yeah yeah and they, they were stand-up the fights and amanda was just a bigger you know Bigger fighter. Amanda can knock dudes out. Yeah. She went, yeah. you know, uh, Joanna gave her a hell of a run for the inaugural, I think, 125-pound belt, the flyweight belt. Um, when, yep. Or maybe it wasn't the inaugural, but they fought. And um, JJ's no slouch on her feet, man. She's incredible. She's a no. Muay Thai, world Muay Thai champion. Um, but I think uh, Shevchenko easily could have been as well. So, yeah, I don't know what kind of career she had in kickboxing, but, yeah, she's she's – She's good, dude. And her losses are arguably to the the greatest right now modern, you know, active fighters. Amanda Nunes, gender aside, is probably the greatest fighter we have right now. Un- undeniably one of the best fighters that we've ever seen, ever. Yeah. I got Sh- I got Shevchenko in this one, man. And I'm yeah. s- but I'm super excited to watch it. You know, I really am. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Valentina as well. Yeah. Hard to bet against harder hard to bet against her, man. I really, yeah. I mean, okay. All right, man. The straw weight belt. Jang yeah. Lee, Rose Namayunas. 
Zhang Weili reigning uh, reigning champion. She's on a fucking massive uh, win streak. She's, she's just nasty, dude. Destroying everybody. She's she lost her UFC or she lost her her MMA debut. She was zero and one, and then she's she hasn't lost a fight since, and she's twenty one and one now. I mean, she's a fucking beast. If you if you follow her, like she's a great follow on Instagram. She's fucking incredible, and she trains her fucking ass off. Did you see her kicking pads today? Yeah, it was nuts. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Dude, trains her ass off. Pure martial artist. She's great everywhere. I don't think we've really seen her tested on the floor. Um, Nama Yunus certainly has the potential to do that. I think uh, Nama Yunus is a great striker, but um, also very much good on the floor. I think floor first. Um, And honestly, dude, I question Nama Yunus' mental aspect to her game. I think that's a weakness for her i don't know if that matters for her come the night of the fight it may not i feel i feel like she's able to shut it off you know, like maybe she's a head case leading up to the fight but like when when the doors close like she is she's zoned in there's also a little like you know we talked about it last week like nama Yunus has like a her family had like real history with like communism and shit so in some ways this is kind of awkwardly personal yeah, she, she, she said better comments. She said better dead than red, you know? Yeah. Nama Yunus might not sound like a, it may seem like a Hispanic name, but it's not. It's, um, she's like from fucking Lithuania, Lithuania or some shit. Yeah. Or that's where her heritage is. And they, they have a awful history with communism and fascism and all these things. So pseudo personal for her. I don't know jack shit about that side of the world, um, but if you say it, uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna believe it. I, I honestly like, like Rose in this fight. Really? Yeah, I really like Rose. I think you know, maybe it's because of of what she did to Joanna. I mean, mm. she ended the the reign of Joanna Yonjacek, um, and she did so convincingly, stopping her. Yeah, I saw a post from JJ though. She said the baddest bitch is back. Book we, it. we don't even there's no point in talking about it right now because she just <laughs> said book it book it she said book the winner book it right so that'd be a that'd be i mean if if rose wins i don't even think you can you can book the uh jj fight because she lost to her twice arguably well, arguably the second one in the decision jj put on a great fight um you know yeah yeah you want in in uh way lee i mean that could have been fight of the year. I mean, that was that was probably the best W, you know, women's MMA fight. Oh, that's the best women's MMA that. fight I've ever seen. Yeah, no questions asked. Yeah, she she does deserve. I mean, if you want to make an argument for giving you on a, the rematch, I, I think you'd be hard pressed in doing so. I like she deserves another opportunity to fight Whaley. Um, just well, considering think, how good that fight was. Well, she's done an incredible job for that division period. I think JJ is in a position where she can almost ask for anything she wants. And the UFC will give it to her, you know. So, yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's in a good position. Hopefully, you know, I I'm seeing more um, on Instagram. I follow JJ. I like her a lot. I think she's a great uh, fighter, great person. But I'm seeing a whole lot more like modeling and sort of you know that component to it. Oh, I which think I she's think got is, like one foot out a, the door. Yeah, I think it's a pretty serious distraction. I think she's already started to focus on what's next. What what type of Wei, modeling? Wei Lee has not done that. You know what type of modeling Wei, is JJ not like doing? not like OnlyFans shit, but like whatever oh, she does yeah. in Poland. You know she's a Puma oh. Puma girl. She's oh, doing okay. some cooking shit. She's doing 
um, fitness stuff. I mean, I think she's, you know, she's trying to build a career outside of fighting. I mean, yeah. And, and I thought you JJ, said something. You got to understand with JJ, like she was a world Muay Thai champion for a long time. She's been fighting forever. Like, and she's yeah. young, you know, so I don't even know if she's 30 yet. She may be just no, barely she, over 30. She's 33. Okay. So she, you know, still young though in the fight game. I thought she said something like she wants to start a family soon. Who? Joanna. So she I don't know have, how many fights she has left. Yeah, she, when you said, dude, when you know, that's the unfortunate side of the women's fight game is when they start thinking about these things that that becomes very difficult, yeah, to uh assess all that and where you're gonna go with it. So, I like I Zhang Wei Li, man. I, I like Zhang Wei Li, I think she's incredible. Oh, I, I mean, that's undeniable. I mean, if anybody has you know the the skill set to become like an extra, like an, a Nunez level champion. Yeah. It's it's probably her. Nami Yunus has an interesting body type though. Uh Whaley is small. You know, sh- short in stature. Rose is tall for that division. Yep. Lots of reach, good on her feet. Um tough to deal with on the floor, so certainly going to be a I mean, this is a really great fight. If if Rose can keep Whaley at at distance, she could probably she piece could, her up a little bit. Yeah. I think I think she can she can uh, point fighter to a decision. Yeah, Rose never really demonstrated power until she fought JJ the Yoana, first time. Yeah. And and JJ claims that was a lot of nutrition issues and weight cut issues and all that stuff. Excuses and then, and are I, assholes. Yeah, but I mean the next fight they did go to a decision. So there's maybe some credence there, but you're right. I mean, Rose Rose doesn't necessarily demonstrate power, but for sure she could she could she could take a decision here. For sure. Yeah. You have to you have to say that. I like Whaley though. I think she's on a great run. She's an incredible fighter. Crazy good shape. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at with that one. I'm going to go with Rose. Oof. Be a decision. Okay. I like it. I like it when we don't agree, personally. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to have a little yeah. contrast. Right. You don't. Nobody wants to fucking listen to two guys agree on fucking everything, right? If we ever yeah. hit it big, though, some fuck's going to go back and like listen to all our shit and break us down and, and figure out who who's decided better against each other, though. You know what I mean? I feel like you probably have. I think you're a better fight picker than I am. I, I get too invested emotionally. Yeah, but when I'm off, I'm way off. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I would say. You know what I mean? Like when I when I don't when I don't pick a fight right, I'm usually shockingly incorrect. <laughs> you know, sometimes I mean? my emotions, um, like I, I picked Yanda beat to beat Reyes. Like I was extremely convinced that he was going to not just beat Reyes, but he was going to fucking destroy him, and he yeah. did. Uh, so sometimes when I'm when I'm on, I'm I'm on pretty well. Yeah, but I'm yeah. wrong a lot too. <laughs> That's the fight game, man. Yeah. All right, Kamara Usman, George Masvidal. I actually don't like this fight. I don't. Even uh, dude, uh, we've talked about fucking Usman before, and I've told you, like, I will I will stand on this hill and and die on it. Like, I think Usman is on path to be like the greatest welterweight we've ever seen. I am so fucking high up on him, on his skill set, on his background, on on everything that he does. Like I love seeing Usman fight. Yeah, I'm such a huge fan. Listen, man, I love Masvidal, but I I understand what he is. You know, he's a journeyman, and there's there's respect there, man. That's hard to be a journeyman. You mm-hmm. got to have it all, and you got to be able to fight anybody at any time. And he's proven that multiple times. Yeah. Um, but I don't think a full training camp gives him enough to beat Usman. And and the last time I saw Usman fight, he looked incredible. And yeah, I don't, I, mean, I don't, I thought he was, I thought he was just a sort of rinse, wash, repeat version of uh, George St. Pierre personally. And and towards the end of St. Pierre's career, he's pretty boring. 
So yeah, I mean, dominant but boring. Yeah, no, no, you can't question, dude. Dominance in in mixed martial arts equates oftentimes to boring. Sure. Yeah. Right. Unless you're just on a fucking crazy knockout streak, which is rare. Let's be honest. Yeah. Unless you're in the heavyweight division. I mean, the heavyweight division sort of stands alone. Um, but sometimes when these guys go on these crazy long um, title runs, you know, it's like golf. Like they just get it done. It's mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not necessarily always exciting to watch. Usman is not that guy. He's well, not that type of guy who doesn't. So, he. So based on his last fight, I have to agree with you there. Yeah, like Gilbert Burns hit him with some good shots, and, and Usman adjusted, and then he fucking destroyed Gilbert Burns. And Usman, I, I've, we've said, I've said this before, Usman carries a chip on his shoulder yeah, that, he does. that offers a a unique uh, challenge to to his opponents, and it gives him this edge that I don't think too many other guys can adjust to. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I actually I find myself. And I don't care for Usman as much. I don't think he's nearly as marketable as some other guys. Um, but he's he's going to be an incredible champion. And But I I love Masvidal, but I don't think he can get it done. I don't think a full camp matters. Um, I think Masvidal has a place in that division. I think he's great for the division. I think he can fucking fight anyone anytime he wants. And a lot of people are going to tune in. Um, but Usman, I think you're right. He's next level, man. I just, you know, I think he gets it done. I I think um you know and again I'm thinking with emotions um I feel like this this fight Usman is going to show a side of him that we haven't really seen yet and I think that not only is he going to beat George but I think he's going to maul him. Well so I think it's a little little shot to Usman that a guy came out of fucking nowhere cut 20 pounds on 6 days notice and went the distance with him. Mhm. You got to figure that's a like what the that's a kind of a what the fuck moment, and I mm-hmm. thought I think based on his last performance that we saw Usman make the necessary adjustments. Yeah, and I think for me, I think he 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 may even put Masvidal away. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he can maul him, and t- I don't know that he knocks him out cold, you know, like clean kill, but I think he mauls him and fucking the pressure's too much. And again, I, I, I don't just... think a full camp matters, man. I don't think a full camp matters personally. There's always the what if, right? I mean, well, dude, these George, guys have, dude, come on, these are the most elite fighters in the world. These guys are fucking killers. They they all have the puncher's chance. Masvidal could easily put a punch on this dude and knock him out. Yeah, it's possible, totally possible. It is yeah. not outside the realm of possibilities, but I don't, I just don't see it happening. No, I I uh, I fully expect uh, Usman to to defend. I'm actually I'm actually getting hyped up about this fight now that we're talking about it. Dude, Initially, I, I didn't really care for it. Now I'm actually sort of hyped. I, I just, I don't know. There's something about Usman that uh, I don't. Know, I just gravitate to. I think it was I just it, like seeing him on, on. Yeah, it was. I think it goes back to the Rogan podcast that he was on, where you really got to see like a kind of a vulnerable side to him. Um, I should probably you, go. I should probably go back and watch. It's a really good fucking interview. I mean, he, he goes into his, his upbringing with his, with his dad being incarcerated and shit like that. Like he just has a story. You just, uh, you can get behind and you just want to see him succeed. succeed. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I get it, man. And I, and I like that fucking aggression he brings. I like that anger. You know, he's always talking about put some respect on my name, you know, even though he's a fucking dominant champion, you know, people still discredit him, you know, and that, that makes him fight extremely hard. Well, for sure. I think Woodley had the same issue, but he didn't rise to the occasion personally. 
Yeah. At least not for long. I think it was Mon Will, you know. Um, so, yeah. Dude, honestly, like, I was way more excited about the two lady fights, and I still am. Um, but this fight is a little more relevant for me, so I definitely appreciate that we actually talked about it. It's important. Yeah. This shit's important. Fighting but, I mean, important. The, the thing is, dude, I don't. it doesn't matter if Masvidal wins or loses. There's a place for him in division, and he's a big enough name where win or lose – you know, he's going to get money fights and I think he deserves it personally. Yeah. I wonder if, uh, if Usman beats him, well, no, nah, I guess it's null and void because he already beat him once before. Usman technically should get that BMF belt, right? Well, he's, I don't know. Beat, I mean, that was sort of, Masvidal, was right? that not sort of a one-off? Yeah. But technically, I mean, you know, come on. Jorge lost lost his next fight after he after he won that belt. He should have yeah. Given so the BMF. I didn't care. I didn't care about the whole BMF belt to begin with. I don't care about McGregor floating these belts around. Um, I think it's not awesome for the sport. It, it's uh, too boxing ish. Yeah, in a way, you can kind of see it kind of happening with McGregor Poirier. Like that's obviously the fight to make if you're talking. I don't understand the McGregor belt thing. You have to explain yeah. that to me. Well, it I just happened. It. It's just some shit that he mentioned. You know. I don't think it's a real thing. He just mentioned it kind of on the long, along the lines of BMF because Poirier decided to fight McGregor rather than fight for the title. Like Poirier was in line to fight for the title and he should have, Yeah. but McGregor supersedes the title. So he's, okay. he's like, fuck it, make a couple belts. I'm in a league of my own. He's not exactly wrong. You know? Yeah. In the lightweight division right now, you want the red panning night. You fight McGregor. The belt, so the belt you- doesn't matter. So if you, if you, anybody who beats McGregor gets a fucking belt, then well, I don't think it's real. I just think it was something he was floated. But then somebody on somebody on social media even like did a mock up, dude. They oh, were really? gorgeous belts, yeah. And I think I think uh, the BMF thing totally set it up. And I thought the you know selling the fight as like the baddest motherfucker with Diaz and and Masvidal pseudo journeyman fighters. You know they've always kind of been around, not necessarily title contenders per se. Yeah. Um, but always super relevant and they're always going to sell fights. You know, I thought it made sense, but it can really disrupt um, a division. The flow. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, the, the natural flow of things. And, and, and it's, if you're just talking about pure sports, I don't like it. I want to see this fucking McGregor belt pitcher. It was on Instagram. There were two of them. Somebody mocked it up and just built it basically exactly how he thought he would envision it. So, um, yeah, but I mean, a guy like McGregor, he transcends the entire sport. You know, he's got fucking almost nine million followers on Twitter. That's, I mean, that's nuts, fucking dude. huge. You yeah, know, that's nuts. Yeah. it's absolutely insane, dude. <laughs> I'm broken record here, man. We're getting just some treats, some just tasty we're, yeah, treats. Every we're treated that week. We're treated very nicely as uh, as MMA fans. I'm scared to see what 2022 brings, man. I don't know that they can repeat this, dude. Yeah, they can, man. See UFC. They can do whatever the fuck they want, man. They'll just keep going and going and going. Yeah, they'll go until the fucking wheels fall off. Fuck, I hope so. And I I don't even think the wheels are ever going to fall off. I mean, dude, honestly, these three champion fights easily could have been main event pay-per-views on their own, standalone, over the next three months. You know, instead, we get them in one card. Like, we are fucking spoiled i love it when they do that and they only do it maybe like i mean you get a maybe one i can only think of multiple yeah dude i maybe one a year i can only think of maybe five or less occasions where they've done this before and i love it i do love it when it's like wicked stacked 
I'm gonna have yeah. a shitload of people at my house because of my tournaments this week. So I'm I'm fucking you know I'm paying the bills. I'm fucking getting the fights, dude. I'm gonna have a lot of people around. Sometimes that's annoying for me, but on a big big night like this, you know I I can tolerate it and I'm I'm totally with it. So meanwhile, I'll be sitting in my cold, dark basement in front of my fucking computer screen monitoring twitter on one monitor and then watching the fights on another i sort of like watching fights that way though in solitary yeah i i'd I'd prefer to do that maybe my wife will come down and and, well we're talking like real fight nerd status though you know i don't have a choice to watch the fights with a shitload of people it's just my reality right now yeah yeah so it's all vaccinated not quite i'm sure we may have some COVID issues here (laughs) we'll see my wife is Shout out to her. She's a fucking tough one, that one. She got the vaccine. She got the J&J, and the next day they canceled it. <laughs> I get my, I get my first one tomorrow. Yeah, I scheduled mine through the VA. I'm going to Costa yeah. Rica with my wife, and I'm not willing to sacrifice it. Otherwise, I would not have got the vaccine. I didn't even fucking set my appointment up. My wife did. She's like, you're getting vaccinated. I'm like, okay. Well, it's whatever, dude. Yeah. You got, a, you got a baby to think about and all that shit, too, so... You know. And honestly, I'm I'm so sick and tired of the social distancing isolation shit. Like I want yeah. to see my friends. At, I like, wonder where less. I wonder where the athletes are at with some of these vaccinations. That could delay your fights. That could fuck with your future because this this isn't easy to get through. You get one shot and you got to wait like 21 to 28 days, and you're yeah. gonna get some effects. So I mean, that could really fuck up a fight camp if you're trying to plan for that. You know? Yeah, yeah, so, that's interesting. That's not something the fighters are really talking about. You know who's yeah vaccinated, yeah who's that's not, a good point. Know. I haven't seen anybody fucking. I haven't seen anything really regarding fighters getting vaccinated. Yeah, I really haven't either. And I just want to put it out there for the record, like the whole Nama Yunus Whaley communism thing. I don't care for it in sport in in MMA personally. I know it's relevant because this is a personal story for a lot of these guys. It's a very individual sport. I don't care for the politics in any sports. Um, I don't like it. You know, this is not for me, but. And to be honest, I don't think it added to this fight's profile whatsoever. What do you That's, think Colby's going to do moving forward now that Trump's out of office? You think he's I, just still going to be rocking whole, the fucking MAGA shit? Maybe, but his whole shtick is gone. Yeah. You know, it depends on how close he got to the Trump family. And if you see Colby Covington here, you heard it here first, folks, on the pugilist. If you see Colby <laughs> Covington still riding the Trump train, Trump runs in 2024, guaranteed. Donald Again, Trump or, or like yeah, one of his kids? Any of them. Any Trump. A Trump is running in 2024. Mark hey, my Trump. words. You know, um, the guy who lives like two or three houses down from me has a has a Trump 2024 banner in his fucking front yard. Already? Yeah. I Jesus, think it's kind of ridiculous. I was kind of hoping we could maybe let that lie for a while, but... Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. Trump's... You know, maybe the Pugilist podcast can take advantage of Trump's new social media platform when it comes out. What's what's that? Trump, I don't know. He uh, hasn't announced it yet, but he's making one because <laughs> he's banned from everybody else's shit. So, do we really want to go down that road? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know if we do. Well, apparently, apparently, if you watch whatever news station, we're getting a little political here, but you watch the wrong <laughs> news station. Apparently, conservatives only watch fucking NASCAR. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, nothing like stereotyping people. You know? Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's get off that. All right, man. It's gonna be a great week. Uh, UFC takes a cake here. I don't think anybody compete with them. And, you know, I know PFL is on the horizon here. Actually, I think they're the Friday before. PFL comes out um, on the 23rd, I think. Yeah, so that's the Friday before. And I know uh, Pettis is fighting, so that could be interesting. Um, the rest of the guys I didn't really notice. Uh, we're kind of glossing over that, but 
um, PFL is definitely somebody to keep on the radar or yeah, an organization P- to keep on the radar for sure. And that's on fucking ESPN plus too. And yeah. so PFL used to be a world series of fighting. They rebranded, uh, they've, they've got a lightweight, uh, tournament, I believe kicking off on April 23rd headlined yeah. by former UFC champ, Anthony Pettis fighting Clay Collard, uh, who's a, a UFC vet, uh, so I kind of want to get I want to get one of those shows under my belt before I really dive into talking about it. All right, it though. all right. I well, just I'm, haven't. I'm gonna watch never, that one. I may not have ever. Well, if it's on Friday, I'm gonna watch too. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen it. So I fucking enjoy. I mean, World Series of Fighting. That's where Gaethje came up. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. But I didn't. Honestly, I didn't know Gaethje until he got to the UFC. I wasn't paying attention. Marlon Marias. You know, he he was a, oh, a dominant wow. champion over in uh, in World Series of Fighting. So they've they. I, I like that. Uh, I like that organization. And again, I don't think you can oversaturate the MMA market. You know, there's only a yeah. few organizations out there that are, that are really doing things. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to have, I'm looking forward to PFL's yeah. new season. All right, my man. going to be a good, another good weekend. Yeah. I, just uh, keeps on rolling. More fucking MMA, the better. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you, dude. hundred percent. All right, man, we'll jump. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up again uh, next week, dude. All right, sounds good. Okay, man. Later.